This episode of the Blackstick Global Podcast is sponsored by Blackstick Global Passport. Join aspiring Black expats, expats, and repats, where you can build community, get resources, and gain support along your journey abroad. You're invited to join Blackstick Global Passport. Inside Passport, you'll find exclusive workshops on everything from expat taxes, financial planning, insurance, job boards, accountability check-ins, and more more. You can even take Passport on the go with our app available for iOS and Android devices. Just click the link in the episode you're listening to or visit blacksitglobal.com and click on Passport. See you inside. Close your eyes and imagine living a life you love, unapologetic and unbothered, free from daily microaggressions from Karens and Kens, Free from the fear of police brutality and systemic racism. Wouldn't that feel amazing? Now open your eyes. What if I told you that it's possible? Hear inspiring stories and get the actual blueprints from brothers and sisters of the diaspora who are living out their wildest dreams abroad. You've heard the term, now be inspired by the movement. I'm Krishan Wright and this is Blacksit Global. Health is a state of body, wellness is a state of being, J. Stanford. My next guest, Alexis O'Reilly, can certainly attest to that. As a wife and mother, she observed the negative effects a sedentary lifestyle and toxic workplace was having on her family, and she took action. She's now living a new life as an integrated health and wellness coach in the jungles of Nosara, Costa Rica. And today she's here on Blacksit Global. Welcome to Blacksit Global, Alexis. Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. I know you hail from Ohio, you and your husband. Tell me about Ohio growing up and how'd you guys meet? So we actually met in preschool. So we've known each other a really long time. And then All through like middle school and high school, we were friends. He was a football player. I was the cheerleader. We were just like, you know, casual friends. I always had a crush on him, but we didn't start dating until senior year going into college. We just like met back up at a random house party on Ohio State's campus that summer. And we're kind of together ever since then. Oh my gosh, it sounds so storybook. (laughs) I know. And so now you guys also have a son. Yeah, Brendan. He is four and a half. He'll be five in October. So before you journeyed out of the state, you guys were living in New York? Yeah. So after college, we moved to New York. Um, We lived there for about eight years. And, you know, it was a great place to live in your 20s. You know, it was so fun. And we learned a lot and had great jobs. But we were starting to, like, feel the call of, like, being closer to family and going back to the Midwest. So, yeah, we left New York after eight years and moved back to Columbus, Ohio. We were there for six years. During that time, we had our son. And I had always done product development for, um, like, fashion and retail accessory companies. And in Columbus, that job didn't really give me much flexibility once I had my son. So I quit and I became a stay-at-home mom. And my husband, the entire time we were in Columbus, he worked at a regional bank doing finance there. I mean, it just wasn't like his jam, you know, like it wasn't really what he was supposed to be doing, you know, coming from an athletic background, you know, sitting all day long, staring at three computer screens was just too much on him, you know. So after six years, 
we made the decision as a family that he needed to leave that job, you know, to improve his mental and physical health and that we were just going to have an adventure and move to Costa Rica. Wow. It's so exciting, you know, the adventure, but gosh, it sounds like it might have been risky to some degree. How did you guys prepare for that? Yeah. So Colin, he is like, I guess I would, in our relationship, kind of like the visionary, like he sees what he wants our family to do. And I'm really good at like the execution. So, you know, he was like, okay, let's move to Nasara. And I got out my whiteboard. I'm a Virgo. So I'm like super detailed and organized. And I made like a column for June, July, and August and like wrote down everything that we needed to do each of those months to prepare to actually like move our life, you know, which included selling things, renting out our condo, you know, figuring out banking, like, you know, switching over to banks where there's no international withdrawal fees, just like little things like that, you know. We got our son into a really good international bilingual Montessori school here in town. So yeah, I mean, the pieces just kind of fell into place pretty seamlessly. My goodness, with Nosara, is that in the blue zone? Yes. So it's within the Nicoya Peninsula, which I believe there are maybe five or seven blue zones in the world, which are places where people live the longest, the healthiest. So yeah, we're within the Nicoya Peninsula, which is one of those. Back in like 2008, Colin was researching like best places to learn how to surf and this town popped up and we like had never been to Costa Rica. So we're like, sure, let's go. So we came and just fell in love with the town. And then every like other year, we kept talking about trying other towns in Costa Rica, but we kept being drawn to Nassara. So we would just, you know, every couple of years come back here for vacation. It's like this small, like little holistic hippie surfer yoga town. People come from all over the world to learn how to surf here, how to do yoga teacher training. It's it was one of those vacations where we always felt healthier when we left as opposed to you know some vacations eat all you can buffets and stuff you know when we decided to move it was really the only place we thought of and like we knew there was a good school here which was you know really important for us we came down just Colin and I March of 2018 Normally, we would come over Thanksgiving break, just because like, you know, you had those extra couple days that you got off from work. We wanted to come down in March because that's like the hottest time of the year and to kind of also just test it. And can we really live in this consistent 100 degree weather every day? On that trip, we started looking for houses to rent. And so we got a couple contacts and found like this little community of houses that we just really loved right by the school. So that's kind of like how we figured out the housing. We did a school tour. You know, I filled out the application. We found out mid-May that he had been accepted. And his school has families from over 25 different countries represented, which is just amazing. He's just exposed to a lot of different kinds of people and different types of kids and open air school. They play outside a lot. They have goats that they take care of and little chickens and doing the enrollment in school was, it was pretty easy. You guys are raising a global citizen. This is so fantastic. When you guys headed to Nosara, did you go with the intention of becoming an integrated health and wellness coach or realizing that you needed to change your environment? 
Yeah, definitely the latter. Yeah, we were here for about, yeah, about a year. And then, you know, my son was in school and I was starting to feel, what do I want my next career to be? You know, I was feeling really healthy and into the vibe and everything here. I kind of like played with the idea of the wellness coach, but I couldn't find a program that looked legitimate online. And so one day I was hiking and I was listening to a podcast, Bobby Brown, the makeup artist was on there. And she was talking about how she sold her company and became a wellness coach. And she mentioned the school and it was the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And I was like, oh, well, this is probably legit if she's doing this, you know? So I like, <laughs> I'm like, she's not going to do something that's not for real. So I went home and Googled it. They gave you like some samplings of like the lectures and stuff that you could check out before you signed up. And I just, I fell in love with it. And I, I signed up the next day and yeah, I just kind of started this new path. So for people that aren't familiar with integrated health and wellness coaching, explain a little bit about how that works and how you service clients. Yes, my program, I do a three-month program, and that includes weekly coaching sessions. I'm really big into like goal setting. I think that a goal without a deadline is just a dream. I really try to have my clients set clear goals, and then we create action steps to get there. I'm doing midweek check-ins with them, and it could be anything from them wanting to, let's say, lose weight. So it's like, okay, well, send me a picture of the steps from like your, you know, your step tracker. And then I also making a lot of my own non-toxic cleaning products, skincare products. So I teach my clients how to do that as well. I give like little tips and tricks based on like the blue zone principles. We do a lot of self-care techniques that just increase positive thinking and decrease stress, which, you know, tons of people are dealing with right now. And then just access to me, you know, unlimited email and tech support for my clients. That's so great. It sounds like when you got to Nosara that it unlocked so much opportunity for you that it sounds like you might not have even either been able to do or even imagine to that degree in the state. So kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, I had to be in a totally different environment to even have my mind go there, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So for your husband, is he also working with you as an integrated health and wellness coach or what's life like for him? Yeah, so he is, um, he works in finance in the cannabis industry um, for a company that's in the U.S., but they're letting him do it from here, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And that is a hot topic in the States. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so what have you learned about yourself throughout this process? Um, let's see, I think that I've learned that I'm pretty flexible. I used to feel like a city girl. Now I'm living in like this coastal beach town and loving it. I don't know. I guess I just had faith that everything was going to kind of work out. You know, we moved here without jobs. Initially, we gave ourselves just a year here. After like six months, we're like, no, we haven't gotten all that we need yet. And now we're just super dedicated to like making it work and staying here. You know, if you believe, then the universe is going to help you. That's great. You mentioned you gave yourself about a year to take a break, almost like a sabbatical. How were you guys prepped for that amount of time of not working? Yeah, so, I mean, typically in most parts of Costa Rica, it is cheaper than the States. Our town is 
I guess a little more on like the high end of Costa Rica. It's kind of like this little boutique town. It's a little more expensive. It's also four hours outside of the capital, San Jose, and a lot of it's dirt road. So I think that kind of increases the price of goods getting it here. Colin got a severance package when he left his job. And that was kind of like what we used for like that first like year, year and a half to live off of. Oh, that's great. How did you approach budgeting, given that there's also the difference in the currency? Yeah, so the budgeting has been okay. I was actually thinking the other day when we were back in Ohio, I almost had like a mini addiction, I feel like, to shopping. It got so easy doing the quick Amazon two-day shipping or even a couple hours shipping. Like, I just feel like I always have packages coming to the house. Here, we don't have that. I mean, I think San Jose does, but not these little coastal towns. We don't even get mail. The only thing we buy is food and drinks, honestly. Like, there's not a lot extra to buy, you know? So that's been like a nice break. So it's been actually easier budgeting because, you know, there's not so much to buy and spend money on. That is great. Sign me up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot has happened on the global stage, namely the pandemic. So how have you had to pivot or adjust either your personal life or business in response to the pandemic? At first, I was seeing clients, you know, in person, um, clients here in Asara. But then come mid-March, I had to pretty much just go all virtual. But it's been, it's been cool because, like, now I actually have access to people anywhere in the world, you know, that I can coach. And so it's actually, like, opened up a lot more opportunities for me. It's, I mean, it's been hard also because our son hasn't been in school. March through June, he was at home. And so that was kind of, like, you know, tricky. We just had to kind of figure out who goes into the office, which days, like who can work from home and try to navigate that. The school is hoping, you know, fingers crossed that they're back on campus in September. It's been kind of obviously a crazy year, but like with me personally, I kind of feel like I'm thriving this year. (laughs) You know, like I got like my business going. I've been actually writing like a lot of articles for magazines just about, you know, like my life and, you know, just different topics that come to mind and whatnot. And so I feel like, I mean, I've been, I've been doing pretty well. Being able to thrive in the most adverse kind of environments is really a credit to you because not everybody can do that and rally and have that level of tenacity and resilience. That's amazing. Now you're dealing with the impact of COVID in Costa Rica and then also having difficulty leaving Costa Rica to visit your family. So how have you been able to stay connected? FaceTime and text with everybody. You know, since we are U.S. citizens, we would be allowed back into the U.S., but we wouldn't, we're not Costa Rican citizens or residents, so we wouldn't be able to get back here. That's why we made the decision to stay. Another reason we made the decision to stay was it, it was in March, like all of this went down. I didn't want to be in Ohio in like March and April, stuck inside quarantine. So it was the best thing for us to be here. You know, like I've still been able to hike every day. The beaches have been kind of like off and on, like when they're letting people on, but we've still been able to go to the beach and just be outside. Like our little community we have about eight or nine houses and we've kind of decided to quarantine together so that the kids can keep playing together during all of this one of the dads helped them make a movie during all of this and that we sent to the grandparents and stuff we've figured out how to live with it it's been interesting though costa rica 
you know, we have obviously a lot less people than the states, but like one of the things they did is starting back in April, based on your license plate number, there's two days a week you're not allowed to drive. So like that's been like a little tricky kind of navigating that, you know, the thought is that, you know, just less people out, you just stay home on those days. They were giving us a curfew. The past few weeks it was, we had to be back in by 5 p.m., but it just lifted in our area so we can stay out to like 10 p.m. now. Wow. I mean, gosh, they are taking it serious, which yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah, unlike, yeah. unlike the states, it's like 50 different states doing 50 different things. So Exactly. Uh, Wow. Yeah, it's been interesting. I've been hearing that schools have said that they've been getting so many more inquiries from people in the U.S. that are like, the first flight we can get on, we're moving our family there. In the Blacks at Global Facebook group and just some of the conversations I have with people, whether they're in the States or abroad, depending on how their country is responding to the pandemic has really been an eye-opener in a lot of ways to say, hmm, let's see what else is out there. So um, not surprised that there's a a run or an interest in Costa Rica. And certainly after listening to this episode, I I would imagine that (laughs) the search volume for Nosara more specifically will increase. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's definitely, I'm glad that we stayed. We've still kind of been able to live our life to a certain extent. I just know that if we had been back in the States, we would have been just stuck inside and probably miserable. You know, like it's just, it's best for us to be able to like still see the sun every day, get the fresh air. So do you see yourself staying there? I mean, you guys are thriving and it just sounds like not only an ideal situation, but gosh, it just seems like there's still more opportunity to come. So do you see yourselves staying there as a family or returning to the States at some point? No, I honestly see us staying here, especially with all of the racial tension that's happening in the States right now. I honestly, you know, between that, plus, you know, my friends have kids that are four and five years old that are doing shooter drills in school and wearing bulletproof backpacks. I just can't honestly imagine going back to that right now or or ever, really. I guess, you know, we'll just, we'll take it as it comes. But I mean, I think we're pretty committed to being here now. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons, at least for me and my personal journey, as I kind of look at countries where I'd like to settle either for a short term or the long term. Definitely having freedom to move about, a lot of outdoor time, not to mention no guns, because I think in the U.S., I know, they love their guns <laughs> and um, yeah. and have become very comfortable with having a huge proliferation of guns and gun violence in this country. Uh, have you been able to either stay connected with what's going on in the U.S. or are you ever feeling any like survivor guilt? Yeah, so I mean, there's been a little bit of the guilt of not being there and, you know, helping like with the protest and whatnot. But then I'm also super blessed that I'm here, you know, and like not in all of that. Yeah, I don't know. It just, it almost felt like when the coronavirus was happening, it felt like, at least from afar, we were uniting black and white and, you know, everyone else. It just felt like everyone was in the same boat. Like everyone could like empathize with each other. It almost felt like, I don't know, conspiracy theories or whatever, like we were getting too close. Then there had to be that separation again. And now like everyone hates each other. 
And it's just, it's been really interesting, like watching it from afar, you know, I'm, and I'm feeling bad for, you know, my friends and family that are there in it. But I mean, yeah, I feel safer here, you know, and I mean, Costa Rica doesn't have an army and, you know, there's the police aren't threatening yeah, like you, you just feel lighter. Like there's not that like impending dread if you get pulled over. Absolutely. And so in terms of the reception of you as a Black woman living in Nosara or in Costa Rica more specifically, how has that been for you? Um, you know, it's honestly been fine. Everyone's been like super welcoming and inviting. I haven't really, I mean, I haven't noticed any racism towards me, you know, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, it's, yeah, everyone's been super welcoming. Um, our town has a lot of expats. So like a lot of um, Americans, Canadians, um, Europeans. So it's kind of like a melting pot. I don't know, maybe people just aren't blown away by seeing different types of people. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people think I'm Spanish and start talking Spanish, and I'm like, uh, no comprendo. <laughs> <laughs> I have to work so, on my Spanish. <laughs> I was going to ask you, so have you been working on your Spanish while you're there? <laughs> your son clearly is, because yeah, he's in yeah, a bilingual school. Yeah, he knows a lot more than we do. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is next for you and your family? Well, let's see, next is... My husband and I are actually working on a project where we are trying to acquire a facility where we can host wellness retreats. I just think it'll be amazing to have like a bunch of like-minded people that are all trying to, you know, feel better, like mentally, physically, like in one location. So we've got a couple narrowed down. Um, I'll keep you posted when like all of that goes through, but we're pretty excited. And that'll be here in Costa Rica. So that would, you know, definitely keep us here for years to come. Oh my gosh, that is so great. And I am a hand raiser (laughs) (laughs) because I would love to partake. My goodness. I mean, in that time from 2018 to 2020, you guys have done, especially even with a year like off, (laughs) you know, in between, it's like you said before, you guys are thriving in Nosara. Gosh, that is so incredible and impressive. Yeah, you know, I really, you know, I believe in, you know, really trying to manifest what you want. And just, you know, recently, like, I've realized, though, that if you don't have, like, the true belief in, like, what you're asking for, it won't happen. So, like, once I really shifted, you know, that thinking and, like, truly, like, believed what I was asking for, like, you know, in my spirit, things just started happening. And, like, they started happening really quickly. So, like, it was, it's kind of like you really you know, be mindful and thoughtful of like what you really want to come to you and then it will, you know. Absolutely. That's the power of attraction and being able to recognize it and then step into the flow. Yeah, exactly. So where can people connect with you? So my website is wellnessbyalexis.com. You know, you can go on there and schedule an appointment with me. I always do a free discovery session. And that's really just like, we'll do a health history and it'll really just be a time to determine if we decide we're like, no, a good fit for each other. So you can go ahead and schedule that with me if you'd like. I'm also on Instagram at Alexis O'Reilly Wellness. Yeah. Uh, You can email me at alexischarity at gmail.com. And let's see, I'm also on Fate. I'm trying to think of what else I'm on. (laughs) I'm on Facebook (laughs) as Wellness by Alexa. 
That's great. I will link all of that in the show notes. In closing, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. I am so excited for what has happened for you and your family. And also between, you know, having these upcoming retreats and really how you've been able to pivot in the midst of a pandemic. Gosh, it's a true inspiration. So thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you. This was exciting. This was fun. Thank you for listening to the Blacksit Global Podcast. For more information on today's episode, be sure to visit our website at blacksitglobal.com. Has this episode left you feeling inspired to begin your journey, but not quite sure where to start? Download our free guide with the top five questions you need to ask before planning your Blacksit. You can find that under the resources tab of our website. Remember, it's not only possible to live out your dreams unbothered and in full color, it is your birthright. Are you trying to sort out health plans, banking, VPN, and other connectivity for your move abroad? Well, have no fear. We've got you with the Move Abroad Starter Kit. Get yours today at blacksitglobal.com resources. That's blacksitglobal.com resources.